also listening on the broadcast, on YouTube and Facebook, Stitcher, and all of the avenues and the, that we have that you've allowed us to spread the gospel. People in Nigeria, Trinidad and Tobago, Guyana, Barbados, here in the U.S. that are listening right now, that need a touch, that need a touch. Father, we're not coming as beggars, uh-uh. We used to be beggars when we were lepers. <laughs> but we remember the day when you touched us, took the leprosy of sin away, took the leprosy of sin away, and brought us into freedom, brought us into healing. But you didn't leave us there. You pushed us. And now we stand in wholeness. We stand in wholeness. Father, we thank you for the physical, mental, spiritual healing that is being released right now into the auditorium on the entire campus of the assembly, on every streaming avenue that we're using. Let miracles come forth. We're not begging, we're commanding on the authority. Let miracles come forth. Come on, help me. Somebody, command with me. Let miracles come forth. Let miracles come forth. I say let miracles come forth. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you can take a few moments and just wave to someone or connect with someone and tell them howdy. Greet them. You're close enough. We got enough people in here to create some synergy. For those of you on our feed, I bless you. Welcome you to the assembly. Get your Bibles. Get your coffee. Get your writing pad. Get everything ready because we are going in today. Hallelujah. 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 Would you... Give God a hand as you take your seat. Come on. Don't give Pastor Andrew a hand. Give, give God a hand. Give God a hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're determining to change the order of our service rather than waiting and going through all the prayer and tithes and offering uh, before the message. I think God wants me to change it up. We're going to do a lot more of that change up. We're going to go straight from worship into word. And uh, those of you who understand how God is already moving, not just in your lives, but in the lives of people around you, uh, you who are very faithful, I just want to tell every one of you, thank you for seeing the worth and the value in what God is doing here at the assembly and that you are committed to supporting. For every uh, parent that is here with children, anyone that has uh, uh, youth in the teen uh, program, not program, but in teen ministry with uh, my fellow warrior, Austin Boone, wave your hand, Austin. 
Yeah, I got some fired up teens about Austin and what he's doing for God with them. Uh, if I can meet you immediately after church, just the parents uh, that are here. Uh, I think we've got something else happening for the parents too coming up uh, on, is that Thursday coming, Austin? Every, if you're listening to me, so you've got teenagers that are involved in our teen ministry. Uh, I'm asking all of the, the ministry leaders that can be here on Thursday at uh, 7, about 6.37. If you can get here at 6.30, you can mingle. We want you to see what's happening with our youth. We want to uh, have the youth in Austin actually share a little bit about where they're going in their own vision and mission connected to the mission and vision of our ministry. And uh, we haven't done this before, so it might be strange to someone, but I encourage you, you've got to see why you, your teen is so excited about being here. You've got to hear more about what we're planning to do. And so if you can, uh, give me five minutes after church, self and Austin will uh, speak, and he'll speak more. And, uh, and then if you can, board members, leaders, department leaders, parents of teens, if you would give us about 30 minutes of your time or, or 45 minutes of your time just to hang out on Thursday, we're going to have some food and some, uh, it's going to be good. I'm asking you to be there. For all of you who are committed givers to the assembly, uh, you've got all the information. If we can flash it online uh, at the end of service, the ushers will stand at the door. We're changing the way we do things. So next Sunday, I'm not going to be talking about this as much. But instead of coming to your seats, they're going to meet you at the end of service at both doors. And you can put your envelopes there or you can go online, text to give. Uh, you can do all of the, the things that we have in our protocol, our giving protocol. We're going to be adding uh, Cash App pretty soon. We questioned whether we should do that. Uh, but it looks like uh, Cash App is becoming more secure depending on how you use it. So we're going to add that very soon, give a, everyone an even better chance to, to sow into the kingdom here. Hallelujah. Would you bow your heads with me? Ready for the word? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Uh, one church and uh, um, in Ohio, uh, Dr. Williams has sent back greetings to everyone. They said, thank you for releasing your pastor to go on that whirlwind preaching assignment in Ohio. God did tremendous things. We want to welcome every visitor here. If you're here for the very first time in our church, we don't want you to just come to our church. We want you to become a part of our tribe. We really want you to become a part of the assembly tribe. And we want you to connect with us. We, want, we don't want to just have you uh, feel welcome, but our intent is to have you feel embraced. A lot of churches make folks feel welcome, uh, but that's as far as it goes. We want to go from being welcoming to embracing. So if you're this time, if you would wave your hand, 
Just give us a hand, wave if you're anyone. Okay, good. If you are online, you need to give us your information so that we can reach out. We really need to do that. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Father, as I go into the word, I'm asking God that you would uh, come down and anoint to the, the, the ear of the hearers in the same way you anointed my ears as you revealed what you wanted to say. Father, I release an anointing to receive. I release an anointing to receive on the ears and hearts of your people. And I thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glory be to God. Uh, my niece, would you mind giving me the uh, hand towel? Uh, or Grant, you're close to my friend. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, sir. Appreciate that. Thank you. If you would, look with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 9. I'm going to read verse 17. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Get ready, get ready, get ready. I want to take a moment, too, to welcome for the first time a relative, a close relative, a friend of mine, Joe. Uh, he just decided to pop up and surprise Uncle Andrew. I appreciate you coming, Joe. Bless you. Matthew 9, verses 17. Worship team, uh, by the way, thank you. I keep remembering all these awesome people and things that are happening. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. For the old skins would burst from the pressure, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine is stored in new wineskins so that both are preserved so that both are preserved. I'd like to spend some time on not just the message, but what will become a series titled, He's Pouring Through You. He's Pouring Through You. He's Pouring Through You. I'll give it some context as we move in. A wineskin bottle was made of the complete hide of an animal, such as a goat or a sheep, and used for holding wine in ancient days, and even right now in modern Turkey, even Iraq and Iran, uh, Ethiopia, shepherds still use this method of carrying wine. They have not all, not everybody's gone to the glass bottles of champagne. Folks are still using this method. Wine was put into new wineskins because, and this is in the natural, this is in the natural, because as it ferments, 
or ages or matures, it generates carbon dioxide, gas that exerts pressure on the skins. New skins expand, old skins became inflexible quite often, and they would burst. There was one way to fix that issue if you had a wineskin that you just enjoyed. There were times when you could go through the process of re-oiling or re-making uh, that skin pliable again. And the process quite often was very uh, tedious when you're attempting to do that with a, an old wineskin. It can be done. As I studied this, one of the things I realized is that Jesus, in a very spiritual sense, has never been involved in trying to rethread old stuff. <laughs> Look at somebody and tell them that. Jesus didn't rethread me. <laughs> Woo! Jesus did not just pour oil and wine on you and rework you to make your wine skin new again. He literally makes you new. You come in old, you come in wore out, but when Jesus puts his hand on your life, whatever was old becomes new. It's not a retread. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It's not a reformat. It's not a re-anything. It's brand new. Would you look at someone and tell them, I'm so happy I'm brand new. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It is the principal reason why Jesus was able to speak to that woman he met at the well. And after living a life of adultery and fornication with multiple men that everybody knew, when Jesus touched her life, she had no problem running through the entire village to say, come see a man who has shown me everything that I ever did. Just think about that for a moment. You have been a prostitute, a husband stealer, and by the way, there are several wife stealers too. So this is not exclusive to women. But after life of a morality at this level, that after Jesus touched her, shame and guilt disappeared, and she was able to, without any reservation, tell anyone she met, come see a man who told me about everything I ever did. And you all know what some of what I used to do. I didn't, uh, that's not in the word, but, but no, it's there because many of them knew her previously. So this is what she's saying. Come see a man who has shown me all things that I ever did. And some of you know what I used to do. 
To be able to say that without shame anymore only happens on a supernatural level. If you have been bothered in any area of your life with guilt and shame, God has come not to, not to rethread, not to refurbish your, your wineskin, but to make you brand new. Uh, somebody, somebody that hasn't got it yet, or, or I'll be here a lot more amens. I want to take this in three stages this morning because this thing is bubbling in my heart. And I, again, I, what, 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 what's the, the springboard? He is pouring into you. He is pouring into you. He is pouring into you. I want to make the first launch of three points, and that is first on the picking side, on the picking of the skin. The picking of a wineskin was very important. As a matter of fact, it was carefully selected based on the intended use. It was picked According to potential capacity, if a shepherd just wanted a wineskin for himself, he would find a, a lamb or a kid, a newborn goat. So the skin, when stripped away, was small enough, not too large, for personal use when the wineskin was made. So the skin was picked based on potential capacity, what am I looking for? Very carefully selected. The skin was picked based on life environment. What do I mean by that? The skin of a mountain goat was really just as good for making a wine skin as a domesticated sheep. But there was difference in texture and durability. So for instance, if you were using it for personal use, quite often it would be a sheep, a small lamb. If you were using it as a group of shepherds out in the field and you wanted it bigger, you would probably go to a mountain goat. Why? Because domestication takes away some of durability. As that goat is jumping and rubbing against rocks and, and doing all of these things that irritates and makes the skin recover, it gets a little stronger and a little more, a little more durable. And so, Picking the skin was important. After the tanner was done, he knew exactly who was getting the skin, why they were getting the skin, and what they would be using it for. Can I make my first major point? That there is nothing in your life that would cause God to make a mistake about picking you. 
Oh, my God. The reason you are listening to me now, that your spirit, your ear, is open to what God is saying, it's not because someone, by happen chance, decided to share their testimony with you. And then by happen chance, you just decided to say yes. That you are here in faith. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care if your life has been like a mountain goat, dealing with rocks and hard places, dealing with stressful weather, and crazy life change, or you've been like a domesticated sheep in a stall, well cared for, it does not matter what your life has been. You got picked. Thank you, Jesus. Just simmer right there for a moment. You should begin to become a little emotional right now. Because many of you, the adversary has told you many times you're not good enough. You messed up too many times. You'll never be anything great. You'll never live up to your full potential. Look all of the stuff that's gone wrong in your life. Can I tell you, it don't matter if you're a mountain goat or you're a domesticated sheep. He picked you. Tell somebody next to you, he picked me, he picked me, he picked me. Say it over and over again until it gets in you. He picked me, he picked me, he picked me. He picked me out of my family. He picked me out of my family. He picked me out of my tribe. He picked me out of my situation. He picked me out of my stress and trouble. He picked me when I was at my lowest. He picked me when I felt like I was not good enough, could never do anything right, would never come up in this world. He picked I don't know about many of you, but I know about myself that I have gone through stuff in my 50-something years that has pushed me to remind myself. Sometimes that is all I could do is remind myself that he picked me. Is there, is there anyone else like that here? You're listening to me on TV? Did, did you... Nothing looked right. You feel like a mountain goat. And all you could land on, Joe, is the fact that God picked you. I walked around at one church line before church was started, waiting for church to start. And I was there actually this uh, Saturday, uh, Thursday. We had the big Friday fire, and I walked through the church, and all I could talk, think, all I could say is, thank you, Jesus, you picked me. 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 
Thank you, Lord, for picking me. Thank you, Lord, for picking me. Thank you, Lord, for picking me. Thank you, Lord, for picking me. You didn't have to, but you picked me. I, never, I didn't look good, but you picked me. Everyone else thought I was black sheep, but you picked me. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. He even decided to write to me about it. Dave, he literally wrote, son, he wrote to us about it. John 15, 16. You did not choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit. I didn't pick you as a weed. I didn't pick you as a, as a, as a, as a, a, a twig. I didn't pick you as a, a space saver. I picked you with purpose. Go and produce lasting fruit so that Father will give you you ask using my name. Can I tell you? I read that, and all I can say is, thank you, Jesus, again for picking me. Thank you, Jesus, for picking me. Because he didn't, I didn't pick him, he picked me. And because he picked, because I said yes to him picking me off, picking me. Because I've said yes to him calling me off the bench to the main court. Because I said, yes, that's all I said. Can I tell you, if you, you don't have to worry about much of anything else. All you've got to worry about this morning is saying yes. I say yes, Lord, to your will and your way. I say yes, Lord, I will trust you and obey. When your spirit speaks to me, I'm going I'm going to come I'm going to hear you and I'm going to obey. I say yes. Don't try to be the best one in the world. You don't have to be the best. You just have to be the best you for God. You don't have to be number 1 in the world. You just have to be the number 1 fan in your house of God. You don't have to be better than anyone else. You just got to be better than you yesterday. And I do that by saying yes every day. Jeremiah 1.5. Before, Andrew, I formed you in your mother's womb. I knew you. I can't believe he loved us so much to write these kind of letters to us. Before you were born in your mother. Not only did I pick you, but if, if you want to know the truth, it goes beyond me just picking you. I chose you before your mama did. Tasman, he picked you before your mama did. He, he identified 
crucified you. He didn't leave, let you walk out the hospital of the womb without signing his name as the daddy. I spoke to someone recently that said, Pastor, I know I shouldn't have fornicated. I know. But I did, and stuff happened, and I'm pregnant. And I know. He said he loved me. We got married. And now I'm about to have the baby. And he says, no. I'm not the father, and I don't really care about having a DNA test. I just don't want the responsibility. Can I tell you, I looked in her eyes and I said, like Jesus said, if you drink some of the water I'm going to give you, you're never going to be thirsty again. If you know your heavenly father like he wants to know you, you will never complain about not having a daddy no more. You know, you're never going to worry about this child that seems to have come out of a mistake. God will make a way. God will make a way. You know why? Because he picked you. Because he chose you before you got you out of your mama's womb. Before you left the hospital room of the womb, he signed his name on your life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can I have a thank you, Jesus? Can I have a thank you, Jesus? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He's pouring into you. He's pouring into you. I feel it right now. We're going to end this time with even some time at the altar pouring into you. If, 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 if you can have one of those background uh, worship sounds coming out, find it somewhere and just play it softly in the background, create the, the, the atmosphere just like we do on Power Up. Just very worship music instrumental in the background right there. I hear that sound. There's a sound that will be produced as you worship God at the end of this service. So it's not just about the picking. It's about the preparing. God didn't just pick you. I remember buying toys for my sons when they were younger, much younger. And one of the things that irritated me, and if you're a parent, you know this, was I would, I would stand and, you know, money was tight. We're a young couple, two boys in school. The money was tight, and a lot of times we would go into Toys R Us. Back then, Toys R Us was still big, you know. And we would start looking for the toy that we would get for one of our sons. And uh, if I get another mic. Uh, we would look 
we would be looking, looking, looking. And one of the things that always got to me, pop back on, but we'll, we'll keep that one nearby, was the fact that my sons did not really care ever about how many hours at $10 an hour I had to work to buy them a $60 toy. My sons never worried about the fact that the Nike they saw that cost $100 At $11 and $12 an hour, it, it cost me eight or nine hours of labor to buy that. They never worried about the, the prep. They always focused on the end result. Am I getting a toy or what? And to make sure that they knew you, they weren't thinking about the money, they were only thinking about the toy, they started picking it and putting it on paper in October. As if they were telling me, I know this will cost 10 hours of work, but I'm telling you in October so you can put it in. Can I say, Once the dried skin is tanned with vegetable oil, so you get that skin, it's stripped, the flesh is taken off, and it's scraped down, all the sinew, all the bits and pieces of flesh are off of the skin on the inside. It is put to dry, but not dry out, it just dries. And then the second thing, thing the tanner does is apply vegetable oil on it. Not one time, but over a course of several days. So it would saturate the skin. Put some on, rub it in, hang it up. Get another skin, put some on, rub it in, and he goes through all the skins that he's making for that week. Then he'll come back tomorrow and he'll put some more oil and rub it in. Put some more oil and rub it in. Most people that you interact with will not have an appreciation for the amount of time and oil that has been rubbed into your life. Don't you expect them to know, baby, that you've been working on you and you've been asking God to change you and transform you every day and you've been crying at your bed. Most Christians that you meet will not have an appreciation for the oil that's going in your life. These are realities that God's still working through me because some days 
I wake up, I'm just plain irritated. Can't you see what I'm doing? Don't you understand that I'm more committed to the kingdom today than I was 10 years ago? Can I get some respect on my name? And the Holy Spirit says, they ain't going to know, son. You know why they're not going to know? Because they're not the one putting the oil on. They are not the tanner. Don't you expect some other shepherd to know how much oil your heavenly tanner has been applied to your skin to prepare you. The skin is tanned, dried out partially. Oh, and vegetable oil. Vegetable extract or tannin is applied, tannin is applied to it. Some of that material can come from mimosa, oak. They use different blends of vegetable extract, all put together in one word called tannin that they use on the skin. Some of the stuff God's going to put you through to prepare you, it's going to be like crazy life to other folk. Some of us, he's going to rub some mimosa extract on. Others, it's going to be some oak extract. Others, it's going to be some pine extract. Whatever he's letting you go through, it's only for one result that you become a wineskin that don't leak. <laughs> Whatever you're going through now is to create a wineskin that don't leak. The most disappointing thing to the carrier of the wine skin is to get to the spot when you need a drink and most of the wine leaked out. It's to be one of the 12 virgins that's got just enough oil to keep your light burning until somebody else needs some light. Do you know some believers like that? They are the best Christian in church. They are the most sanctified folk. Man, there's no pressure, Sharon. They can give you a testimony that will set hell on fire when everything is good. But you let some pressure come. You let some storms come. 
And all of a sudden, ain't got no oil. Ain't got no oil. That when the need truly arises for them to go into overdrive, they're lacking on oil. When you are tempted to murmur and complain about whatever you are going through, you better know, baby. He's trying to protect you. Whatever you go through, you have got to see God's hand in it. Saying, when I'm done, you ain't going to leak, baby. I'm telling you, if you let me do what I do, you can do what you do. If you let me rub like I rub, you can keep wine like you do. If you let me apply tannin like I apply it, you're going to have respect in the neighborhood. Folks are going to respect your faith. Folks are going to respect your word. Holy Spirit will open doors that nobody can shut. Holy Spirit will put you before kings and queens. Holy Spirit will give you a word in season. Why? Because you allowed me to rub in the tannin and prepare your skin so that the wine can be kept for the best kind of drinking. After that is done, this is the inside of the skin that's rubbed with the tannin. I mean the outside, sorry, the outside of the skin. This is the part that people will touch and feel, that people will hold. You rub the tannin on the outside so that, so that, oh my gosh, somebody's going to get this, so that, so that what people see, people admire. Have you heard Christians say, I don't care what nobody say about me, I'm just living my Christian life, and I know they're going to all hate me. Well, well the, ones, the ones that you aren't responsible to minister to are going to be the ones that hate you. The ones that God has already marked for you to impact will somehow re reject everyone else and accept you. Why? It's not because of them. It's because of you. It's because you have allowed him to prepare you on the outside in such a way that when the right person touches your wineskin, they don't feel abrasion. Have you connected with a Christian recently? That from the very first interaction every time, it always starts off good, but before you know it, something they say, something they do, something about the interaction becomes abrasive. And then most of the time, they have the audacity to say, well, it's because I'm a Christian. You know, the devil don't like Christians. May I say it again? The people that God has handpicked for you to impact the people that God has already handpicked to touch your bottle of oil, to touch on your wineskin, 
are going to accept you because God has ordained that their hands get to your wineskin. After the oil and tannin is put on the outside to keep, to resist the moisture, to resist sun, to resist the wear and tear on the outside, the shepherd flips it and stitches around the edges. And then he tacks around the edges. So there's a stitching on the inside. Matter of fact, we should start with the tacking on the outside before we flip it. Apply the oil and the tannin on the outside, then the tacking on the outside, then flip and stitch on the inside. And you would think that's, oh my gosh, you got tacks on the outside, stitching on the inside, and nothing could go through that. No, 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 no. It doesn't stop there. When the stitching and tacking is done, the last thing that is applied is what we call Sealer, it's a sap. It's a word for that sap. If I wrote that down, resin. The reason resin is used is because if you used any other kind of resin, is natural. First of all, second. Resin is not contaminated, meaning it's got its own uh, inner ability of, of being, uh, what's the word, Dr. June? It, it, it's not, it's like alcohol. It's, uh, it's sanitized. It's sterilized. It, resin has a natural ability a sanitizing quality to it. When folks were embalmed in ancient Egypt, after you took all of the, the organs out, after they rubbed the entire body with oil so that the skin is preserved, then they would wrap that body in strips of clean pure white cotton linen. And to end the process, they would seal the body by painting every inch of that body that is covered with the white cloth with resin. Resin stopped microorganisms from getting to the body. Resin stopped decay. It sealed what was inside, inside, and stopped anything from outside going in. It's the last thing that is done. Some of you, for this season and this level, because I don't believe you have one season and one level in your life. You have multiple seasons and you have multiple levels that you will face in your life. 
You can't have just one level, and you can't have just one purpose. The, the purpose you've got as a Christian at 19, it's impossible to have that same purpose when you are 39 or 59. You're not the same age. You don't have the same physical ability. Why would God send you at 69 to jump around, do skip rope with the teenagers? If you've already been doing it when you were young, yes, I could understand. But, but he don't just send you. He matches you according to your preparation. Many of you are at the point in your prep where, where resin is being applied. And when resin is being applied, the most important thing is no movement. Oh, my Lord Jesus. Y'all got to see all the time I, I've been, God has been working this thing through me to just get an understanding of the wineskin that he's preparing called Burton Ross, called Tony Jefferson, called Anita Bartholomew. The most important thing to happen at the last stage of sealing is quiet stillness. Can I tell you, for most of us, that is exactly the time when we want to get up. That is exactly the time when you will feel most in your spirit. I done waited enough. I've been putting up with this for six years. I'm done drawing a line. I've been waiting. You say it like my sister-in-law. I've been waiting patiently. For six years, I waited until the very last moment, and then I had to do something. The minute you make the decision to do something, I don't care if it's the last moment, you messed up the whole pudding. You messed up the whole dish. You messed up the whole presentation. Why? Because the process isn't done until the process is done. And the process is not done until Jesus said it's done. And you don't know when God is done with you. Until he tells you he's done with you. You don't, you, oh, oh, help us, Lord. The amount of pain you've been through doesn't dictate when he's done. The times of disappointment don't dictate when he's done. The people that hurt you don't dictate when the process is done. God decides. If you're listening to me today, you got to know that trouble don't last always. That's a given. That, that's not the guess. That's a given. Trouble don't last always. God will not allow you to go through something all of your life. He will either deliver you or give you grace. But he ain't going to just leave you just floating around 
in the staff. He's going to either send grace or he's going to send deliverance. So all you and I have to do is lay still and let the last part of the job be done. Let the resin seal in you. Let the prep happen. Don't run away. Sometimes folks will treat you without the value you deserve. They, they will put, put their mouth on you. They don't know your process. So what? God sees your place and knows your path. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Somebody need to write that down and put, and, and put it out there. You, you may never know my process, but God knows my place and God knows my process. My path, sorry. You may never know my process, but God who sees knows my place and my path. Proverbs 3 and 5, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not lean on your own way of doing things. In all of your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. You know what that means? That whatever life you were born into, you're crooked. However highfalutin or poor your parents were, you're crooked. Whatever job you've got, whether it's a lot of money or little money, you're crooked. You were born that way. Only when you trust the process to God, only when you trust the process of your life to God, does a straight path start to materialize. And the path does not materialize on your feeling, guess, assumption, and wish. It materializes on God's time. Psalms 1, 1, 2, and 3. And I'm, gonna, I'm finishing in about three, four minutes because we need to do something very important. It's the first Sunday I want us to celebrate the Lord's Supper. Hallelujah. Psalms 1. 2 and 3. Psalms 1, verses 1, 2, and 3. Bless is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, and does not sit in the seat of scorners. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law that he meditate day and night. And this is what I'm getting to. I read all of that to come to verse 3. And Burton Andrew Ross shall be like a tree, as a tree, will be a tree, planted by the rivers I'm not hanging on for dear life. 
I'm not barely making it, mama. I'm not, my roots aren't halfway in and I'm shaky. No, 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 no. I will be planted, deeply seated in a place where I'm grounded and enjoying water. And ye shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Along the riverbed, bearing fruit in each season of your life. Your leaves will not wither. And whatever, whatever you are doing in purpose is going to prosper. Just let the prep Go through the process. I'm ending with the last big job, and that is the presentation. All of this stuff, the picking, the prepping, is to get you to presentation. You're listening to me online, you're watching us on the feed, and you have been struggling, you're struggling, you're struggling because the adversary has only been talking to you about how bad and how painful and how stressful the, the, the picking and the prep is. But he doesn't tell you about the presentation. Can I make the first big statement that should have everyone here jumping for joy? God matures you and ages you without fermentation. Thank you, Jesus. You remember, the, you remember the party that Jesus went to? His mama was there, and, and, and the wine ran out. And everybody came to his mama and said, we're out of, lot, we're out of wine. And Jesus, she said, we asked Jesus, he said, his time is not yet, no, no. His mama said, go and do whatever he tells you to do. And he instructed them to go and get all of these jars of water and bring it to him. And instantly, as he touched it, as he spoke it, it went from just water to premium wine. Can I tell you? Whatever pain you've got to go through in your prep, it's still better than the fermentation of a sinful life. The adversary wants to tell you that his wine is sweeter or his wine is just as sweet, but he don't tell you about the natural fermentation that is connected to sin. You're watching me online? There is fermentation happening. If you have not accepted Jesus as your Savior, there is fermentation happening. How does fermentation happen? There is a live enzyme that when put into the wine causes the change to happen by the, by the 
the eating or the, the subtracting or the devouring of the sugar in it. And that process releases carbon dioxide, but also makes the wine ferment. And I say it again, Jesus wants to make you premium wine for the life of someone else without fermentation. Thank you, Jesus. So you got choices. You're listening to me. You've got choices. I know I'm not telling you that when you commit to God that you're not going to go through something. But I am telling you that it's not going to be fermenting. Here, here's, here's, here's the kicker. That the glory of God will be sweet on you throughout the process. Thank you, Jesus. Is there anybody that can do with some sweetness throughout the process? I don't have to be bitter, honey. I don't have to be uh, angry. I don't have to flesh out. I don't have to lose it, Austin. Because God is able to turn my life from nothing into everything without fermentation. <laughs> I'm releasing the glory of God this morning as an impartation so that your life will become anointed, will become sweet without fermentation, will, will show premium quality without fermentation because you are eliminating the contamination of sin. In Jesus' name, 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 He'll take your nothing and make it the best thing. He'll take your nothing and make it the best thing, Alfredo. He'll make it your nothing and make it the best thing. He'll make take your nothing and make it the best thing. John 2 9. They did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. And he did not realize where it had come from. Though the servant who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first. Then the cheaper wine after. The guests have had their full. But you have saved the best for now. Can I tell you? Everything that you have gone through and are going through is so that God could save the best for now. So that you can be the best you that ever was right now. So that you can be the best you that ever was today. It's not wasted. 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 wasted. Stand up with me. Stand up. Everyone stand up. I'll make room for you. 
Before we go, as we're prepping to take our communion, God is pouring into you. 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 God is pouring into you right now. Right now. Right now. Get your communion. Get your get your get your prep ready. Thank you, Jesus. 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 What do I say every time? Consecrated worship is what can bring you through. It's not just worship. The church has been teaching for generations. Oh, just worship God. Just worship God. Just go, just go right into the holy place because you're living on the grace. And so men, so often we go into worship and we want to give the steak, the filet mignon of worship on a trash can life because we have not consecrated. Who's going to eat steak off a trash can? Well, last of you eating steak off a dirty plate. And yet, we keep doing it. Yet, the church only tells you about worship. Let's worship. Lift your hands and worship. How many services have you been through where the pastor literally said, let's lift your hands and let's worship God. Completely bypassing consecration. Completely bypassing washing the plate. Completely ask, not asking God to purge you. Can we do that right now? Because this is going to be a first day of breakthrough for a lot of people. Lord, I consecrate. If there's anything that's blocking my pipes, flush it, flush it. Any blight on my tree, cut it out. Cut it out, cut it out, cut it out, cut it out, cut it out. Any parasite connected to me, Lord, I submit to you. Take it off, take it off, take it off. I don't care if you cut every, every leaf off so that I can produce wonderful brand new fruit. Do it. Do it, 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 do it. This morning, God, we consecrate. We will not partake of communion and celebrate your supper without inviting you to wash us. We repent of anything that we have done, knowingly or unknowingly, that has hurt you. Oh God, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. The night before you went to the cross, you sat with your disciples. Thank you, Jesus. You said, this is, this is gonna represent my body it's going to be broken for you. This wine will represent my blood that I'm going to shed for you. I want you to remember the price I paid as long as you were alive. Every time you think about how bad your life has been, think about how much I paid for you. How much time I have invested like a parent working for $10 an hour to buy a $100 shoe for a child that doesn't really know value. Help me, Lord, to know value. Help me, Lord, to know value. To value you in my life. Value you in my life. Value you in my life. Value you in my life.
I will make room for you. Father, as we participate and we celebrate what you did on the cross of Calvary, we ask you to sanctify not just ourselves, not just our lives, wash us, forgive us, purge us, but we sanctify the emblems that the act of celebration brings renewed strength to our bodies, our minds, and our spirits. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to see clearly the price you paid and celebrate the work that, we, that you did. Thank you again in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you eat with me? Thank you, Lord. I will make room for you. <laughs> I will make room for you. The juice that represents his blood that was shed on Calvary. Would you celebrate with me? Drink together. Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead and tell him. Thank you for pouring into me. 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 I say thank you for pouring into me. Come on, come on. I need a high praise. Thank you for pouring into me. 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 Hey, Hey, Father. I thank you for everything that you've said through your servant today. Thank you, oh God. I'm humbled that you would use me to speak to your people. Father, let every word that came forth lodge in the hearts of your people. Find root in their spirits. Grow, multiply, bring them up to level. Level us up, oh God. Level us up, level us up, level up, bring us up to level, bring us up, bring us up, bring us up, level up, God, we need to level up, help me 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 to level up, oh God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. As we close out today, I'm going to ask the ushers to take their positions at the door as they open up the door. In the future, I wouldn't say that. You guys would just know. And uh, if you've got your offering and tithes, got it in envelopes, you want to put it there. Also, any prayer, any prayer requests, any prayer cards, 
any information about yourself that would allow us uh, to put your name in our data bank so that we can follow up. If you're here today and you've made a decision not just to serve God, but also to make this your home, I invite you to uh, just take a minute and give your name and some basic information to Sister, uh, Sister Jefferson, our intake uh, coordinator, and uh, we will go from there into the other areas of fellowship. I want to thank everyone that's watched us online, that is supporting us. There's a lot of prayer, there's a lot of planning. We've gone to as much as to revamp our vision and mission, and we want you to be included in all of that if you're here today. Thank you again for being here. God, we thank you for this time together. We ask God that you will watch over, cover, protect us. Give us, oh God, more of your goodness, more of your grace, more of your anointing as we fight this fight, as we run this race. We give you glory and honor and praise for today. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you give God a high Thank you for joining us for this service at the assembly. We hope that it blessed you and strengthened your walk with God. If you responded to the message, will you take just a few moments to fill out a response card in the chat so that we can celebrate with you? If you would like to give to what God is doing through the assembly, you can do so in three ways. First, you can give online at theassemblyflorence.org. If you're on a desktop, click the Give Now button in the top right-hand corner. If you're on a smartphone or a tablet, click on the plus button in the top right-hand corner and then the Give Now button. Both of those Give Now buttons will take you to our online giving platform where you can then set up a one-time gift or a recurring gift and even designate the fund that you would like your giving to go to. You can also give by sending a text message to the phone number 833-729-2238 with a message that says SC Assembly Give. It's all one word together. You'll then receive a text message with instructions on how to move forward. You can also mail check or money order written out to the assembly to The Assembly 2925 West Palmetto Street, Florence, South Carolina, 29501. Thank you and have a great week. Make sure you check us out for Power Up with Pastor Andrew on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 6 to 6.30 a.m. And times of refreshing at the assembly on Wednesday at 7 p.m. God bless and we'll see you next time here at the assembly.